Welcome to the Edge Talk Radio Network, your weekly source for information, empowerment, and connection. The Edge Magazine and its advertisers bring you inspired interviews and conversation on learning and healing, on our sacred journey, and on topics that expand beyond time and space. Now, welcome today's host. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Multi Perspective Edge. It's two guys in the know. Apparently, I was really excited tonight, so enjoy that. That's probably the most energy you'll get out of me all night. And I don't know about that. We have some. We have an exciting show planned. Yeah, we do. But I'm on week four of the plague, so you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm hoping it holds out. But we're excited. We uh, we've got a really fun show planned. So obviously. I've got Bert here with me, and if you don't remember, which I know I'm easy to forget, I'm Eric. Hi, Eric. Hi, Bert. <laughs> so awesome. Well, first off, uh, how about this nice weather that we got all the time? starting to thaw out a little bit. Even up here in the Arctic tundra of BFE where we live, so it's been nice. Um so, yeah, enough about us. Enough, you know, things are good. Penis and Chihuahua is here, bored out of her mind, as always, when we talk. So we're, we're just really ready to go. So we're excited. We have a dear friend on that is our guest tonight and someone that has just been a huge cheerleader for us as we've endeavored on our journey. And we're really, 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 really wow. excited to have Alice May with us today. So Alice May is an amazing medium. She is an amazing psychic medium. She has just an amazing, kind, and loving spirit, and you can't just not want to give her a hug when you see her. That's right. So without further ado, we're (laughs) going to bring that. We're going to bring Alice May on, and guess who's having technical difficulties? Shocker. All right. Alice May, can you hear us? Yes, I can, and thank you so much for having me this I feel very honored to be here. Thank you so much for your kind words and your graciousness and for having me on tonight. I am very appreciative to that and very honored and delightfully surprised. So thank you very much. Wow. Thanks, Alice May. That was really sweet. We're excited, too. This is going to be a fun night. So, you know, yeah. we um, we always try to we want to showcase our friends. The show isn't just about us, but we're always excited when we can get our friends to to come on and talk about some of the things they do and share their experiences. Because the reality is, we all learn from each other. So, um, yes, tonight we absolutely to do. Tonight's program is Go going ahead. to be very interesting with near death experiences. Um, I really feel this is a great interest to the public and to people because they have family members who may have experienced them or experienced this or even they themselves. So this will be a very interesting um, interesting topic and um, one where you can get actual truth from because it's windows into heaven. So I think everyone will be very uh, interested and learn a lot tonight. 
Well, and I think, Alice, maybe you probably experienced this too um, in your readings, but with a lot of our clients that have these experiences, um, it's amazing how it changes or shifts their beliefs about the work that we do or, you know, their beliefs about, you know, is there a heaven or are there angels, all of those types of things. It's amazing how often that comes up with people who have had these experiences. Yes. As a matter of fact, many people that have had this experience walk away with clairvoyant uh, abilities and uh, actually do do and are able to do mediumship work as well due to this. So they have psychic energy. Uh, they can read into uh, the energy of the Akasha. They can read into the energy of each person individually, uh, sense the energy in places they visit and people who they see. So um, it is a very uh, enlightening and um, and an experience that... Uh, really benefits everybody, but it is awesome. It is an awesome experience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think... <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. There's that plague again, guys. I think I will... Uh, I'll read a little bit, but I definitely have a story that I like to share, and it's really one of the things that opened me up. So, Okay, well, please... A- Please share, and then I'll uh, I'll present a little bit of what I'd like to present. So I would love to hear your experience. I would love to hear that. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was I was 16, I was in a really bad car accident that um, to this day people don't understand how I walked away from it. The car I was uh, driving rolled three times, landed mm. about 12 inches short of hitting a telephone pole. Oh wow. Uh, you know, yeah, there was just really nothing left. None of the airbags deployed either. So, you know, there was nothing cushioning me. All I was, all I had was to hang by that seatbelt, and I was hanging upside down when we came to a stop. But the whole time it happened, you know, you know, everybody talks about how oh, it's, you know, it's slow motion. It feels like it's slow motion. Um, I gotta say that's definitely true. But the whole time it happened, I kept just hearing a voice in my ear telling me that it's okay, you're not going to feel pain, you're going to be fine, you're not going to do this, da 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 And, you know, at the time, I'll be honest, Allison, I thought I was crazy. I was like, whatever, <laughs> that didn't really happen. Eric, you're a little yeah. crazy anyway. I am a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so as a, later in life, as I started, you know, really embracing my spirituality, I heard this voice again. Yes. And that voice was when I started working with angels. And that. That that is when it came to me. It's like the voice, I, you know, even to this day, I hear the, her voice and I get just chills. And, and I, I've come to learn that it was my guardian angel. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't. So it's just a, there's so many things, you know. I, the fact that I've walked out of this without a scratch on me. You know, yeah. they had a, a paramedic pulled up. And I remember this. He pulled up to the scene, didn't realize that it was me that was in the car because I'm standing out to the side. And he's like, he looked at his coworker and he said, "Look at the body bag." Yes. You know, I mean, there was no expectation from anyone that I was going to be alive. Yeah. And, and I know, I, I truly, yeah, I truly know the reason I'm alive is my angel. So, exactly. Yeah. I love your. 
I love your story, and then the confirmation you got years ago, or you know, later after that experience, that it was indeed angels. It was like they're confirming that yes, you you know us. We are there for you. Beautiful. I love you. Um, I, too, would like to share a couple little stories here uh, for the audience and those calling in and for you and uh, and Eric as well. So I'll just start uh, with the near-death experience of testimonials, just a few. I'll pause between each one so you'll know I'll be going from one uh, short uh, script to the next. But what... I want to share is with everyone is if they can just relax for a moment, close their eyes, and just listen very carefully to the words that I speak. These are people who were declared um, that they indeed have passed away or, or they knew or aware that something huge was happening to them and that they were in the death process. So I will just uh, go here from one to the other very quickly, and then we will go into more information that I have as well uh, from all of my years of research in this area because two of my family members also have had near-death experiences. Um, I am in the process of writing a book, and that will be written in my book at one point. But for tonight's, uh, I'd like to cover the some of the ones that have actually had the experience as well, and have their testimonials out there for for us to to uh, recognize and know. So I will begin. So this is the testimony of the first one. So if everyone can just close their eyes, take some deep breaths, and just listen to the words. I heard chimes and music. Then I was instantly in a tunnel filled with colorful lights. In those moments, distracted by this experience, my earthly life was forgotten. I was pulled up and then I was in this tunnel. While in this place, everything flew by quickly, very fast. Then suddenly I was in the presence of light, light all around me and everywhere, an embracing embracing warmth, an emotional warmth of divine light. And I heard a voice, you are perfect, just as you are. I heard the doctor say, I've lost her, she's gone, she's gone. Then I felt myself pop out of my body. I floated to the ceiling and I thought, who's gone? I did not recognize that woman in the bed. Instantly, I felt presences with me. I knew them as angels, but I called them my guides. I entered the tunnel. It felt I was in an upward motion. I saw a bright light ahead in the tunnel, and I came out into a bright, colorful pasture, peaceful and gorgeous. When I saw the truck barreling towards me, I froze, could not move a muscle. Fear engulfed me. Then suddenly before the truck was a celestial being 
His face was so beautiful. He was smiling at me, and he was coming to me with great speed. With graceful flight, he stretched out his arms and caressed his hands on my face. All fear disappeared. We were both instantly in bathing white light, a light of pure love, acceptance, and joy. He spoke to me not in words, but with mind to mind. I will help you through this. And there he held me, and I rested peacefully. There was no measurement of time. It just was. I felt no pain. In this light, I saw my loved ones, those who had died years ago. My mother and father came forward. It is not yet your time. You must go back. But no way did I want to go back. I want to stay in the light, in this love, in this place, for I knew this was home. Those are just a few testimonials of five individuals who had the near-death experience. And a little window of their experience at that time and what is happening in the moments of our death, that we are never alone, that we are always have someone with us, an angel, a guide, or a loved one in those moments. No one is ever left alone. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing those. Okay. Thank you. Now, uh, another thing with near-death experiencers in my research that I've covered is that religious differences really do not seem to matter, nor the differences in cultures of people throughout the world, for even they have the very same experiences. It doesn't matter if you're Catholic or Lutheran uh, if you uh, if you uh, worship Buddha, if you worship other faiths, it uh, it does not matter. Uh, people of all uh, races and religions, from all walks of life, from the young to the elderly, um, have had these experiences. Even atheists have had these experiences. Prior beliefs has nothing to do with the near death experience. The first thing that they realize in the near-death experience is that they are out of their body. Uh, They realize no one can see or hear them. They may try talking to them, but they recognize that no one is hearing them. No one can see them. Yet they can hear the people around them, the doctors, the family, the children, The nurses, they can hear all the activity around them. Yet they can also see all around the room that they're in, where they are, and they have that sense of floating above their body. They can give details um, that they would not know of, uh, that they would not know of unless they were there and unless they were observing and witnessing. Many near-death experiencers even hear uh, when they are declared uh, passing or have passed by their doctors or physicians. Just as for you, you heard that they need to get the body bag. So 
Uh, many near-death experiencers find in these moments that just by thought, they can also be in other places. They can, if they think of their sister, they'll be right there with her, or the brother. Or they can be in many places at once, visiting familiar places. They discover that there's no distance. There's no, t- no time matters. They could be in many places just with thought alone. Um, so now, in some of this uh, revealing information as well, and we can we know by uh, some testimonials of other people and of family members, we know that these things are true. Correct, Bert? Yes, absolutely. Um, there's no doubt about that, and it's very powerful. Yes. Um, and when they leave their body, they are actually in a state of wonder and bliss. They are actually feeling very free, and they are happy to be out of the physical body. Uh, near-death experiencers could hear the thoughts of others as well. They not only could, could hear them, they could see the thoughts of others. Now, isn't that amazing? That really is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Near-death experiencers are excited to be above their body. They often follow their body because they feel they need to be close to their body in those initial moments. So oftentimes you'll hear many of them where they describe that they're following. They go with the ambulance, and they're above their body or above the ambulance, and they are, they are following that ambulance right to the hospital, even down the corridor on the gurneys. Um, They often do not care about the body in of itself. At times, they don't even recognize it is them. They're having this uh, experience that they are trying to put together, but it's all magnificent and it's all bewildering as well. Soon after, though, and soon through the process, they do recognize that they themselves have died. Although, between you and me and from the work that we do in our psychic mediumship work, we know that there is no such thing as death. Uh, it is just a, a for the soul. The soul is an eternal living being, and there is no death for the soul. It is just a physical body that will pass away, but the soul is an eternal being and has lived eons and eons and will never die. We just are having an earthly experience, but we may have had one, we may have had more, we may have had many uh, earthly right. experiences, or we may be early in our experiences with our soul on earth plane. But there is also uh, the universe plays a huge part in the development of the soul, And many times you will hear near-death experiencers, uh, um, and I know for my family's sake as well, that the universe played a huge part in the near-death experience, being among the stars, being among the planets, because there were multi-dimensions in that spectrum as well. And we could go into another program with that at another time. But I will... The universe absolutely p- plays a huge part in the in the crossing of over or the passing away, in the death spirit, in the in the near death experience as well. 
So there really is wow. a process. There really is a process. Yeah, it, the realm. Yeah. Mhm. And 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 the and and it's very very interesting. And I, I'm sure in your research and in your uh, experience of working in the mediumship, especially you've you've probably met some people who have had near death experiences and have told you some of these things as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It does come. It does come up. It comes up more than people would imagine. Mhm. And I find also in the work that we do that some of them are questioning why they're here and why they need to be here because they really wanted to go to the other side. Um, they really wanted to stay in that state of bliss, in that discovery, uh, because not only um, uh, did they experience some of these things initially, but they also experienced going down the tunnel of light where there was all the embracing of love and unconditional love and and hearing their angels, hearing chimes and music. They also were seeing their loved ones, and the loved ones were waiting for them in the tunnel, calling their names, holding their hand, showing them things on the other side in heaven's realm, such as the pastures and the and the fields that went on and rolled on and on with golden wheat. And then there was the mountains in the background with the snow-white-capped mountains. And, it w- and to them, they would prefer to stay in that place. And many different people have different experiences. So once they go through the tunnel and the light, some may find themselves in the pasture with the welcoming of loved ones there and animals but uh, that they had as pets in their lifetime. But some may find themselves on the shoreline of ocean and knowing that they've crossed over into the other side of life. And there has been others who have found themselves in the company or in a party atmosphere with loved ones that have gone on before simply by walking out of their bed where they had where they're having the near death experience and walking into the other room it's it's very unique for each and every individual but there is it's very powerful it's very very powerful and the light that they walk into is that immense love that warmth unconditional love it's understanding and compassion and the feeling of being embraced, seeing the loved ones, uh, meeting celestial beings such as their guides, their masters, possibly the celestial ones that I call the celestial ones or wise ones. They are uh, elderly gentlemen, I call them, (laughs) that come. And they also will come with information, and some of them are carrying in their hands your chart, and in discussion with you, if you're to stay and remain there or are you to come back to Earth, is your life complete? Well, that's really, yeah, I was saying, you, I didn't go as in-depth with my story, but you really touched on a lot yeah. of things I experienced. Um, you know, what was interesting is, 
I almost am hesitant to even bring it up because it's a little controversial to some people. But with my story, I was adamant that I was, they told me it was my time, but I was adamant that I wasn't going. And I fought right. and fought and fought until they agreed to let me stay. Yes. And, you know, it was a, it's a very cool, you know, some people get a little weird when I mention that, but I know I'm safe with you. So. <laughs> Far. And I will tell yeah. you that from your experience and from the research that I've done, this goes to prove that not only were we chosen to come into life, but we make choices and we choose to come here as well. So your your discussion with them to remain and stay, but your story was not done. And 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 therefore, they allowed you to have your will as well, that if you wish to stay, you are welcome to stay, that you have you have a desire in your heart to experience this lifetime and to accomplish as much as you can in this lifetime for the betterment of your soul and for others. Because oftentimes we are here not so much for ourselves, but we remain here for our loved ones, our family, our community, even for large groups of people if we feel we can help them. And obviously you are helping many, you and Eric are helping many, many, many people in your work. And consider just the many people you've helped already and how that's going to multiply over the years. So it's going to have a great impact on mankind and humanity for many people with your work. So there was a great cause in your soul and a desire in your soul to remain here and do this beautiful, a lot of people call it work, but it really is just a wonderful opportunity to use your gifts and help others. I don't even really consider it work. To me, it's a passion and a love, and I find that true to, true with you and Eric as well. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's been a very cool gift. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the best way I can describe it. It's definitely, definitely been a gift. Right, exactly. Now, also, um, what many uh, people testimony uh, of is they they talk about the panoramic viewing of their own life. Sometimes in the tunnel itself, sometimes at the end of the tunnel, they find themselves in a garden or a gazebo. Uh, they may find themselves in beautiful um, trees and forests and countryside where they are uh, placed into a parkway or a walkway and then they and then they're given uh, a scene of their life uh, in in this the life they just ended and they are given a panoramic view uh, of one's own life without judgment from birth to the moment of their death and they come to realize that they become everyone in this panoramic review that they had conversation with or relationships with. And they soon discover that they become part of this panoramic view, review, they become part of it as well, and they become the people that they interacted with in, in their life. 
and they are shown how their words and actions affected each and every individual when they were happy, when they were sad, when they were angry, or if they tried to avoid the person. Uh, we become the other people in our lifetime, and we recognize and the ripple effect of our words and our actions and our behavior and how it affected them, good, bad, or in between. There is no judgment there. However, we look at it and we judge ourselves. But it's done in a loving, graceful, merciful way that through love, that we know we're so embraced in love that this is an experience for the soul. We recognize that we were having an experience for our soul in our lifetime on earth, and this is part of what it was, and this is and this is why we were here, to have, to learn, but also to teach. And, and we are learning many lessons um, that are even described in the scriptures. We're learning lessons on patience and tolerance, on charity, where compassion, empathy, and greatest of these, of course, is love. Yeah, um, so Alice, I, have, I have a question. We had someone on our Facebook site send a question, and they didn't want to necessarily come on the air, but I think it's a really good question, and it intrigued me. Um, okay. So our, uh, our friend Lynn messaged, and she said, I know a couple of people who had near-death experiences and felt like they were worse off, uh, and they wished they had died and couldn't stand being there. What, what's your research told you about that? Okay, so they had a negative experience in the near death that is also been documented and true. Um, I will tell you this, and this will be very helpful to her to understand, is that in the near death experience, if the soul believes it deserves a negative experience, it will create it until that soul sees grace in the eyes of the beholder, which is the the higher part of ourselves, or I call the higher source, whatever name you want to give it, the universe, God the Father, Mother God, that those that have had a negative experience in the near-death experience is not coming from a bad place. It's coming from their expectation of what death is. So if they believe death is a negative thing and bad things happen, then they will actually have that experience. The soul will give you what you want. The, the soul will give you what you want. So, but by thinking of love, by changing your thoughts in the near-death experience, you can change that negative experience almost instantly to a positive experience by remembering God the Father, the universe, the source, the one that created us, whether it be Jesus, whether you lean on hope and faith, 
then you are lifted up. Many people tell of how they experienced even a hellish experience because they expected it because of the lifestyle they were living. And it is documented by people who have given testimony uh, of this experience. One was a gentleman who uh, was a pimp, and and he was in a car, a severe car accident, lost his arm in that accident as well. But he, because he knew he wasn't living the rightful life, he or a spiritual life of love, he expected that's where he was to go. But in that experience of 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 his, and he found himself in despair, and he found himself in a dark place. Uh, not with fire or brimstone, but just in a dark, separate place from God. But then he thought, well, if I if I am here, I can think of the light. I can I can go to God the Father and I can call upon Him. And with that thought alone, pulled him out of that experience. The next thing he knew, he was sitting in a ball of light with his spirit guide. And the spirit guide was telling him that God the Father knew all of his actions in life and was aware, but there was no judgment for him that this this was an experience for his soul. And although we do not understand that on the human portion, on a spiritual soul's level, he understood clearly what his spirit guide meant. And with that, he w- talked about how he wanted to come back to earth and he wanted to help his family and loved ones and that there was a child coming to him to be born as well. And that child's life depended on him and he and depended on him to change his life. And that's why he came back. And he was given the choice whether to stay or to come back, stay in the grace of the light or to come back for his son's sake, and he came back. So even in the negative experience, it can be changed to a very positive one just by thoughts of love. Even atheists who have had near-death experiences are changed forever. They, they understand in their experience, uh, in the near-death experience, what brought them to the feeling and belief system. And now they are witnessing angels and, and windows into heaven and the, and the love and the embracing and the compassion and the understanding. But they, they choose to come back to let others know that, that you don't have to be an atheist. There really truly is uh, heaven and there truly is a higher place for us. And there are actually many higher places and multi-dimensions. But their lives are changed forever. And and how they conduct themselves after their near-death experience is really remarkable. So is true with the suicides. They oftentimes are rescued at the time of their near-death experience. And uh, they are rescued by the angels typically one or more angels. And they are given grace and love that is so beyond the human consumption or understanding, yet they are shown 
that the angels show them how God understood every thought, every emotion, and every action in their life, and that they were under the grace and under the understanding and compassion and love, and that that uh, they are given another chance to come back to earth and to to finish their journey, and they are oftentimes shown what their purpose is and what they're trying to accomplish for their soul. So, Alice May, I think that that is just a perfect example of everything that you've been saying, just about the power that our thoughts and the intentions that we put out there, you know, how that impacts and creates our reality. Um, You know, whether that's here or even just the experience of, you know, moving to the other side, it, it really, we have so much more power than we realize or we give ourselves credit for. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, Daniel Brinkley wrote a book called Saved by the Light. There was also a movie made of his experience. He was on the telephone and uh, there was a bad storm, and lightning hit the telephone pole, went down the telephone wire into his ear, through his body, and melted the heel, the nails in the heel of his shoes to the nails of the floor. And he was declared uh, 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 dead at that time. But he was brought to the. He followed his body to by ambulance, and he went to the. Um, uh, to the hospital, and in his near-death experience, what he what he said is that um, that the celestial beings that came to him told him that it is not by chance that we live an earthly life or have an earthly experience. We choose to come here, and we are chosen to come here and that we are mighty, powerful spiritual beings living a life dignity and purpose and direction. It is not by accident that any one of us are here. We are as soldiers coming into this earthly plane to help one another to learn and to teach. Absolutely. So, Alison, have you had any near-death experiences? Well, as you know, I have um, had several spiritual experiences, very profound ones in my life. The latest, of course, was that in April of 2015 when I had a major heart attack in Albany, New York, and I had to have triple bypass surgery. I was given 50-50, uh, 50-50 to live or to die. And uh, and actually, my uh, near-death experience is a little interesting because it's very brief, actually, too, is because the night before the surgery, I was talking to, because I do this work as, as a medium and I do this work as psychic work and I work in the Akashic Records, but I wasn't feeling any spiritual beings around me as I normally do. And I and I just uh, after everyone went home and and I and they were going to rest before surgery in the morning at five in the morning, and uh, and I and the nurses wanted me to rest as well and everything got quiet and I just 
spoke up and I just said, where are you guys? I'm waiting for you. I'm not seeing any white light or tunnel here. <laughs> where where are you, Mom and Dad? Both my parents are on the other side. I I need to see you or hear you or feel you. You know, are you here? And um, I immediately had the sensation that they were, and I found myself in a higher vibration. Uh, you will understand what I'm saying. And for the public, I will just say it, it's 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 an altered state. I felt myself in an altered state. I went into prayer mode and meditation, and I did feel myself in an altered state. And I actually had, and I was wide awake when all of this was happening, and I actually saw visions or what I call windows to the other side. I could almost touch that. I reached out my hand to touch it, and I saw the fields and the open uh, um, uh, mounds and rolling hills and the fields and the mountains that other people speak of and the snow-capped mountains. I also saw a river, which was uh, in the forest, um, which was another window of, of the other side, which was glistening in royal blue. Uh, moonlight lighting was there, and it was evergreen trees all in crystal blue and shimmering and in brightness and was gorgeous with the like a moonlight uh, setting with the um, river flowing, and the river was as crystal clear. It was just beautiful with the blue, royal blue hint there of color. Um, I also saw a council before me, and I'm saying a council, a group of men uh, of, I would say, Aztec appearance. I could not make out all their faces but one, and uh, but they were all there, and they were in discussion of my life whether I was to stay or whether I was to go. That I instantly knew without question. All I knew is that um, that it was, and they were in, in deep discussion, but I did not know all the details of their particular decision-making at that moment. But I was at peace with what I saw. And uh, they were sitting at a... I would call a homemade wooden table made out of the forest uh, trees, similar to what we've seen with the pioneer days. And, uh, and they had campfires, and it was almost like dusk or evening, and they had campfires going there as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have an artist uh, draw this for uh, as I describe it in my book as well. But it, it is really very interesting. There was great love. And the one, um, the one elder there at the council, when he knew that I saw him and, and could hear them talking and whispering amongst themselves, he just turned to, looked at me, and then he went back to the council, and he said, she's very aware of us now. And uh, briefly thereafter, it just disappeared. But I did feel after that uh, vision 
that I was going to stay. It did not feel that I was going to cross over to the other side. I felt more confident that uh, that I was here to stay and I still had life left, even though I, I'm 62 years old at that time. I'm now 63. but um, And I've had many family members, heart disease runs in my family, and I've had many family members pass at a very young age. But uh, I'm still here and I'm still ticking. So that was some of my experience. Uh, so I really did not see a tunnel, but I did hear conversation and I saw, and that was the um, motivation to call this the windows of heaven. So I believe we are given glimpses, and I think it gives us hope, it gives us calmness, gives us peace. Wow, that was intense. Like, my heart is racing just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Mine was, too. But I was I was very well at peace after that experience. So I will tell you, the near-death experience uh, truly um, is, is very interesting. There's many, many other experiences that others have given testimony of as well. And one of them is the spiritual communication with babies that are coming in from heaven into earth's plane and how the soul going out, uh, having a near-death experience, meets up with some of the souls coming in and they can hear their thoughts and they they know each other. It's just amazing. So so this is also another very real and authentic, and millions of people have had this experience, where in the near-death experience, they also, as they're leaving Earth, they have also seen those coming into Earth and the babies coming in to be born, and they, they, that they know those souls, that they even know, know some of those souls as well. Uh, some of the near-death experiencers also talk about uh, that they see the silver cord between their earthly body and their soul, that that silver cord uh, that connects us and kind of keeps us with the body is intact. And, and, and that's part of how they come back into their body uh, that when, especially when the angels tell them it's not your time yet, you still have time, you still have purpose, and you still uh, are in the creation of fulfilling your life as well. Also, another very uh, important thing in the near-death experience that I'd love to share with you is that career status really did not count in or money or how much you earned in life really is not the main topic in your near-death experience or in their crossing of over. It, it, it's rather in the small acts of kindness that you do from the bottom of your heart uh, without thought, without motivation other than you cared for another person. Um, that, those are the things that shined brightest in your review of your life because we have that panoramic view and we when we see how our actions good bad or in between affected everyone around us 
um, even to the community, even if it if it affected the community uh, as well, or large groups of people. Um, many times, uh, what is asked at the um, in the near death experience is, you know, they are asked. The soul is asked, "Did you love? Were you loved back? And how did you serve your fellow man?" That is a common question that is asked by angels or celestial beings or even someone who they feel is Christ the Lord is asked at the time of their their near-death experience or crossing of over. And so it is how much you love and that love that's returned to you that you can only take with you on the other side. It's also... Uh, been uh, experienced that everything you learn in your one lifetime, two lifetimes, three lifetimes or more, you take all that learning with you. So every lifetime is like a chapter in a novel. And I will tell you that although I'm talking about multiple lives and not all religions or people believe in reincarnation, I will tell you from my own personal experience that I always knew as a child, uh, born with these gifts, that I had lived a life in China, several lifetimes in China. And in elementary school, um, when the teacher brought out the history books and wanted to talk about um, uh, countries and brought out China, I, I had told the other classmate, well, I've already lived there. I already know about that. Let's, let's talk about something else. Well, they didn't have any idea I was talking about a past life. But it's through the socialization and through my, at that time, uh, Lutheran teachings that I could not, uh, it was, it, 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 it didn't fit into the religious format. But spiritually, I knew that I had lived multiple lives and I knew that I had had another lifetime. And in the work that I do as a medium, I I know that this is true for even people with near-death experiencers are shown by the angels, the guides, or loved ones, or celestial beings. They're even shown at the time of their near-death experience and in their questions with the angels. They're shown of their purposes in other lifetimes. They even meet up with children from the past or parents from the past or lovers that they had from the past in a past life. So so the the concept of reincarnation is ever real and uh and I do believe it with all my heart and whether we believe it or not I do believe it exists it, that it, there is an existence of this there's so much scientific proof as well the scientists are now proving that this is true as well. So in the near-death experience, very briefly, I just will say this. A choice is oftentimes given. Um, uh, They are simply told by a celestial being or a loved one, angel or guides, that they must go back. For themselves, they would want to stay. They choose to come back for others, a child, loved ones, or for a family's sake. Near-death experiencers' life is forever changed in this in, in having this experience, that number one, they never fear death ever again. They value life and their life changes 
in seeking loving relationships. If they're in an unloving marriage or an unloving relationship, after a near-death experience, oftentimes they will end that relationship because they know the value of heaven and earth is love. And there's nothing else we can take with us. Everything is about love. They also find that uh, they need to understand others, they, uh, and they deeply understand others, to be forgiving and compassionate, not to hold grudges for that halts the uh, or puts a barrier to love. They find their spirit refreshed after a near-death experience, and they find themselves alive and new, and they value nature and life such as they never have before. And all love, all, and that they find love dissolves all fear. We are, we are part of a greater existence. You do not die. I will not die. You will not die. We are, we just go to another place. So we find typically this, that we are not our body. We are not our mind. We are not separate, nor have we ever been separated from the one. We are not alone, nor have we ever been alone. We are totally loved. We are totally accepted. You and I are part of the divine, and we are special. The learning continues, and what you learn always goes with you. You are alive because of love. And that is how simple it is. If you want to understand heaven and earth, that is all you need to understand. There are many, many souls who are longing to come into earth's plane and have this experience. So for those who have had the near-death experience in a negative way, take and learn from your experience because there are many who would want to take your place and have a chance at life here to learn the to learn about the lessons that we learn here and that is of love. In the positive so ones had this experience, it is of love and they are happy and they live a joyous life. Okay, so um Bert, if you want to go that's kind of my presentation and um and if you wanted to go to something else or have more questions, please feel free to. Yeah, that's perfect, actually, because um, we've been getting some questions on Facebook, and we do have a number of callers. Um, Beautiful. So caller, callers, if you are interested in asking a question, oh, we're jumping here, they need to... Yeah, so if you'd like to, to speak with Alice May Live tonight, uh, if you're online with us calling... You do have to be on the phone to do this. So for those of you that need that call-in number that are maybe listening online, that call-in number is area code 714-364-4750. And if you'd like to uh, speak with Alice May and ask a question, once you get onto the show and you can hear my voice on your phone, go ahead and press 1 on your phone keypad. That tells me that you're interested in, in coming on the show. So what I will do then is, unfortunately, I don't have the ability to talk to each of you first and get your name. So what I'll do is I'll just 
give out the last four digits of the phone number so you'll know that's who we're bringing on. All right. Alice May, are you ready? It looks like I've got a couple already. I'm all ready, my dear. All right. So we are going to bring on our first caller. The last four digits of the phone number are 4061. And caller, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Awesome. Well, thank you for calling into the multi-perspective edge tonight with two guys in the know and Alice May. Who are we on the line? My name is Julie. Hi, Julie. Well, go ahead. What's your question for Alice May? Yeah, I just wanted to know what I could ask, if I can ask, since she's a medium and a psychic, um, you see something for my daughter. Um, she went through a relationship breakup, and she's kind of struggling. It was kind of unexpected after seven years, and just want to see what she sees, if anything's coming through from guides or anything. So. Okay, so what is your daughter's first name, please? Michelle. Michelle, okay. So just bear with me here for one moment. Michelle is a very practical, realistic person. She does seek out um, uh, companionship throughout her uh, uh, teenage years and young adult years. Um, the What I see for her, she's trying to reason out in her mind what it is that this breakup came, because it feels like it came out of the blue, as you mentioned. But also in the seven years, there was, have you ever heard of the seven years itch? <laughs> yeah. There was oh, yeah. also, and I'm not making fun of her, I'm just, or of the situation, but I just want to tell you that oftentimes uh, in a relationship, right around the sixth and seventh year of that relationship, uh, questions come up with either one or both partners. And this is a common factor in many relationships. It also happened with me and my uh, marriage as well. So I understand why you uh, were brought to me uh, for this question. So my, uh, my, uh, my information that I'm getting here from her spiritual guide is that her spiritual guide is working with her to understand that it's not her fault, that the, the breakup came on his behalf. He wanted to go elsewhere, or he wanted time for himself, correct? Correct. He found somebody and just dumped her, and now he's engaged after 10 months, yeah. So, yes. So it's hurting her because she was young. She is young. She's only 24. Yes. And so this is what I want her to understand, is that when one relationship ends, God the Father source, the universe, will always bring another relationship to us. And let me explain to you why. Uh, relationships with significant others, uh, husbands, wives, partners, lovers, are very important in our life, and this is where we learn our greatest lessons. So she will never be lonely. She is also having an experience with grief. And the best way for her to heal from this relationship or for others out there that are going through a similar situation is, is I recommend what is it that she learned from this relationship? Ask herself what is it she learned? What were the positive things that she loved in this relationship? But we're all human. 
what were the negative things and the things she did not like in the relationship. And in the discovery of that, those questions, writing them down on a chart, having a positive column, a negative column, she will start to recognize what it is she learned in this relationship and what she valued and what she did not. And in her next search for a relationship, she will know what the red flags are and what the green flags are. The red flags in a relationship are those difficult moments or attitudes or behaviors that are not fitting to our to our conduct or moral of life. And the green flag, of course, is those joys and comfort of comfort that you get from that person. You always want to have someone that can compromise and can uh, meet you halfway in all things so that each partner feels like a winner in their relationship. So she is experiencing grief, but when and as she goes through this, she will heal quickly when there is another lover in her life again. And I guarantee you there will be one within, they're showing me within 18 months. It may come sooner, but they're showing me within 18 months she will have another relationship that she feels more confident in and feels that it can last a little longer. Okay? Well, I appreciate it. I've been worried about her, and I appreciate it. So, Well, give her my and love and regards and tell her all the sun will shine again. There's not one storm that has ever lasted on earth even for a month. All storms end, and the sun will shine again. Hey, Julie, this okay. is Bert. Um, yes. I just wanted yes. to kind of jump in a little bit and add a few things um, just to reiterate what Alex May was getting. So um, I got that one of the biggest things was this actually was a choice that her soul made to learn a very important lesson about um, whether to follow true love or to follow um, what she felt um, she should do. Because what the, on the other side of that, what they showed me was that she really needs to be with someone that understands her needs more. Um, the gentleman that she was with, what I got was the, the truth of who he was and who he appeared to be didn't match up. And so... And so while it was a very important relationship for her and it was a very important learning relationship for her, um, what she needs to know is that, you know, maybe that picture that she had in her mind of what she thought that relationship would be or what it would lead to isn't necessarily um, what would have happened, if that makes sense. Um, I just get really good things for her coming up and I would like to you know, reiterate what Alice May said, you know, I got this, when she was saying 18 months, that felt right on. I agree with, I agree with you, Alice May. Well, thank you, my dear. That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> I, and I actually uh, believe everything you said is actually uh, part of the picture as well. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Awesome. Well, Julie, thank you so much for calling in tonight. Well, thank you both, um, all three of you for your help. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Very nice. Thank you. Thanks. Awesome. I love when we get those calls like that out. That was great. That was beautiful. Right. 
Absolutely. So it looks like we've got another caller I'll bring on. Uh, this person, the last four of your phone number is 3082. Caller, can you hear us? Hi, I can hear you. Awesome. Well, thanks for calling into the Multi Perspective Edge tonight. Who do we have on the line? This is Callie. Hi, Callie. Hi. Hi, Alice. Hello, dear. How are you today? I'm good, honey. How are you? Okay. And uh, Callie, awesome. are you are you the are you the client that I had from Iowa when I was down there for an expo? Yep. Because you were the only Callie I ever had in my life, and I—that's a beautiful name. So you <laughs> thank know, you. And and it wasn't that long ago since I was down in Iowa. So how are you tonight? And what is your question? I'm good, thank you. Um, just a quick note for um, maybe just some of the listeners that don't know you, Alice. Um, to everybody out there, she has completely changed my life. And for anybody to be skeptical or anything. There's no need for that. <laughs> um, Thank you so very my, kindly. I'm very honored to have served you. Oh, and you just you're you have a soul that is just wonderful. But um, my question is is when you talk about heaven and earth um, and near death experiences, when I had my near death experience, um, everything that you had said about the spirit being refreshed. Um, a deep understanding of others that has come like really true for me. Um, but the bad things came after the near death experience and I had to go through the real bad before I came out to the good. And then that's when I met you, Alice. So oh, my I... question is, my question is um, with everything that you've been through and the person that I've lost, with your health, everything, it's connected. And I'm just wondering, did that person bring us together? Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I don't remember readings at all. It's very hard for me to remember. I may remember right. a little of it, but it's hard for me to remember because it's not for me to keep. So it's for Right. Well, you've point. touched on numerous. Yeah, you've touched on the reading that you gave me. It was everybody that I was looking for. Okay, beautiful. I will tell you that uh, that the loved ones on the other side definitely wanted to communicate with you, and that's why you were brought uh, to to get a reading. And typically, we're brought to the to the um, uh, reader or the psychic medium that best uh, suits our life experiences. So it, it it has nothing to do with personality or if you like them or not. It has to do with life experiences. Uh, and so, so the reason you were brought to me by your relatives is because we've had some similar life experiences of which I have empathy for, and then they will bring the information forward to you. So just like for Bert and for Eric, uh, the creator will bring those souls that have had their life experiences because they have empathy and understanding and experience in that to bring problem-solving or uh, suggestions of problem solving in their life as well. So the bad that you you felt uh, after your near death experience, uh, can you give me example of what you felt was bad? Just um, wanting sure, sure. Um, basically, what happened was when I went through a ton of loss, 
I was put on prescription drugs with, and I had um, prescription drug dependency. And it was when I must have taken too much is when my dear, my near death experience came during that moment on the prescription medication. And my near death experience was just, it was the overwhelming light. Um, I didn't see my loved ones. But the weird thing that happened to me was I did want to stay there. I didn't fear death anymore. And the weird thing that came out of it was my daughter goes to um, a Catholic church school. And the one, I just had this name that kept playing over and over. And I didn't know where to go, so I took it to my priest. And the woman that was in the ambulance with me, her mother was a teacher that I didn't know of at my daughter's school taking care of my daughter at the time when she got the call that I was in the hospital. Wow, okay. So and the, she teacher's helped... name was Miss, the teacher's name was Mrs. Schuff, but during my helped... near death during my near death experience it was I just Okay. So Callie, I just want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly. So in the near death experience that you had uh, because it was dependent on some of the drugs that you had taken, but the so you you felt bad in that experience, but then it was a peacefulness too that you felt in the near death experience, and and hey, then Alice, it was. Hey, it looks like her call dropped. Actually, um, I'm not sure what happened. Oh, okay. And I see she's called back in, and I'm trying to get her back on. But for some reason, we're having some technical issues. So i okay. sorry about that. We'll kind of have to go with what we could get. Okay. I will just end it then uh, with this for Callie, is that just trust that the experience that you had was for a reason and that you were to remain here for your daughter. I will just end it that way, and then we can go to the next caller. Awesome. Well, it looks like that, that, like I said, I'm having trouble bringing callers on. It looks like she actually was our last one. But we did get another question on Facebook from Tim. And Tim wanted to know some kind of specific information on what role karma plays in these near-death experiences. Um, He said this question was spawned by Lynn's earlier question about people who feel like they would have been better off not coming back, yada, yada, yada. So, just kind of information on what role karma plays in this. Okay, well, karma. Uh, I would really, I would really like to define karma. Karma is just, um, for my understanding and my and my uh, experience with spirit, is karma is just cause and effect. So we always have an experience, but then we have consequence with every experience that we have, whether it be with someone or whether we have an experience ourselves with, uh, with, let's say, an illness or, um, or an argument with a family member, things like that. So uh, karma in the near-death experience, from my understanding, is that because we have multiple lives and we come in and we are working with each other, we're all here for the common good, we're all, we all belong to the one, we are having experiences with many relationships, not only in this lifetime, uh, but in past lifetimes, that uh, 
that all things in, in the cause and the effect are taken care of by source. So there really is no such thing as, I would say, punishment for someone else's uh, behavior. It's more of a teaching on a soul's level. On a human level, we think karma is when somebody does, let's say someone robs a bank, well, the karma is going to be they have to go to jail and pay for their crime. Yes, they will have to do that on the material world, on the earthly form. But in the spiritual world, the that soul is having an experience with greed. It's having an experience with temptation. It's having an experience with um, fairness to others. So the, so the consequence in the spiritual realm is what is that soul learning? Did that feel good? Because they're going to, in the review of their life, they're going, to, they're going to see the consequence of their action for that other person and how it made that other person or, or group of people, how it made them feel by their actions. And, and they're going to see how that really hurt them because it could have been someone who had a lifetime savings that they robbed from or fraud defrauded, and they're going to see that maybe that person, from their ripple effects of their actions, brought them to poverty, brought them to a point where they couldn't buy food. Brought to, so what does it happen? We're taught empathy in these experiences on a spiritual level. Now, um, a lot of people would disagree with this, and that's fine. Um, because we are taught so many things in the religious realm, and religion is really a very good experience for each and every one to the teachings of spirit um, and, and the awareness of love. And, and, and the consequences of our actions is also in that. You, you feel the good and you feel the bad. So, uh, so karma is really just learning about the consequences on a spiritual level for the soul. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alice May. Um, Kelly, I, I, I've been trying and trying to bring you on, and it keeps giving me an error. I see that she's called back in. But, Kelly, I really apologize we weren't able to do that. That's the joys of technology. Yes, and that does so, happen with technology. Absolutely. Well, Alice May, Bert, I just want to thank you so much for, for this tonight. This has been a really awesome experience for everybody, and I know I learned a lot tonight, and I know everybody listening learned a lot. So thank you again for coming on. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome, and I am very honored to have been here. And uh, not, all, not all my point of view is, is what others may experience. This, we are all being taught different things at different levels, and we are all having different experiences. Uh, so I just say to everyone, go in God's peace, go in God's love, and uh, the universe, whatever name you wish to give he or she <laughs> or it, uh, it because <laughs> when, it comes, when it comes to that, we're all learning. Absolutely. And, that, you know, that's the thing we love about you is that, you know, your truth doesn't have to be my truth. My truth doesn't have to be your truth. And, you know, that's, that's just, right. That's that's awesome. Thank you That's again, right. Alice. And believe it or not, we have cruised through an hour and 15 minutes already. So I think we're wow. going to start. I know. Crazy. This has been awesome. So I'm gonna I love it. Kind of, 
been beautiful. Yes, thank you so much. So I'm going to wrap things up here and just um, share a couple of announcements that we have um, for some of our our listeners here. Uh, so our next um, live broadcast of the Multi Perspective Edge, featuring two guys in the know, is next Wednesday night, February 3rd, and we are devoting the entire show to taking your calls, um, either questions or doing readings live on the air. So it's a great opportunity for someone to ask a question um, and get uh, an answer. Um, Obviously, there'll be really short mini-readings, but um, if someone's kind of interested and want to, you know, get their feet wet into what this is all about, it's a perfect opportunity. So um, we're looking forward to that. Awesome. Yeah, we're really excited. It's been a while since we've been able to do that. Alice May, I realized I forgot to to ask if, if we have listeners that wanted to get in touch with you. How do they do that? Okay. Well, they can call my office at 763-572-9844. That office number, again, is 763-572-9844. Or they can go on my website and go to www.alicemay, like the month, M-A-Y, dash giftsfromabove.com. And all the information will be there as well. So that's www.alicemay dash giftsfromabove.com. Thank you, Eric, so much, and Bert, for having me. This has been a joy. You guys are wonderful, and your work is going to go very far in enlightening people's lives. Thank you, Alex. I can't wait to see you soon. So Yes, and we will see each other. Big... Yep, I well, will see you at the Psychic Symposium. Well, <laughs> yes, oh, you're not going to be at Psychic Symposium? February 27th? Okay, well, not. I know I'm going to see you soon. Absolutely. Our paths always cross. So thank you again. So much, Alice May. We love you, and big hugs from both Bert and I. Uh, big hugs and kisses from me. So lots of love to both you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So um, then on February 6th and 7th that weekend, we have a Beginning Psychic Development Weekend Workshop here at Awakening Waters, um, our spiritual center in Garrison. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, the hours of that, um, on Saturday it goes from 9 to 5, and on Sunday it goes from 10 to 2, so it gets done in plenty of time for you to, um, you know, be able to watch the big game later in the evening, um, get to those parties, and so, um, and part of that is we are doing a second gallery Saturday evening. So, and that is open to either class attendees or anyone in the public. And again, that's here at Awakening Waters. We are running a buy one, get one half off special right now for anyone that is interested in taking the class. And all that information you can find on our website um, and how to register and um, pay for the class. So, absolutely. We're really, really excited. It's our first class of 2016. Great weekend, and we're excited to do that. And again, don't worry, you will not miss the big game. Even if you came up from the city, you would be home in plenty of time to see the big game. That's right. 
And for our West Coast listeners, we will be, if you guys in the know, we'll be at the Los Angeles Conscious Life Expo at the LAX Hilton on Friday, February 19th, Saturday, February 20th, and Sunday, February 21st. Um, And so we will be providing readings there. And so we look forward to reconnecting with a lot of clients that we um, had last year and meeting a whole bunch of new friends as well. Absolutely. We're really, really excited. Uh, We uh, also are asking that our L.A. friends deliver us plenty of sunshine while we're out there. Definitely uh, living in Minnesota definitely could use a little more sunshine this time of year. And if you are local here and you're hearing about this and it's intriguing, give you a little background on the expo. It is the largest metaphysical spiritual expo in the United States. So huge. I can't even tell you how huge it is. Uh, Got a lot of big names there and of course you got us. So hey, who wouldn't want to come? Um, But you know, if you find yourself, hey, actually I'm going to be in California. Funny enough, check it out. It's a great expo. Uh, Our friend T, who is the expo kind of coordinator, does an amazing job of really just making it an awesome experience. So uh, if you're interested or have questions about it, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us on our website just at www.twoguysinthenow. And again, it's the number two, not the word. So the number two, guysinthenow.com. All right. Excellent. Well, on behalf of Penis Chihuahua, our mascot, whom, yes, is asleep. Sound asleep. <laughs> and if I talk too loud, she glares at me. <laughs> so on behalf of Penis, Eric and I, we want to thank you for tuning in tonight, and Allison, of course. Um, thanks for spending your evening with us, and we look forward to next Wednesday. Yeah, we look forward to that. So start out getting your questions ready. We'll take questions over the phone and via Facebook. So you had a couple different options. So we're really excited for that. And, again, thank you for giving us an hour and a half of your life tonight. Always a pleasure. And, as always, just be good to each other. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.